Greetings, and welcome to Hear Her Sports, the podcast about exceptional female athletes and women's sports. I'm Elizabeth Emery. This week's guest is junior cyclist Megan Jastrub. Just two weeks ago, she competed in the Junior National Championships, where she set two national records and upped her national gold medal count to 15. It was really hard to remember while talking to her that Megan is only 15 years old. She's super well-spoken, certainly knows what she wants, and somehow has figured out a way to mix an incredibly enthusiastic love for cycling with focused dedication to hard discipline training. Our conversation gave me insight into junior cycling and some of the things she has to consider while moving up the ranks. We talked about all of that, her training, coaches, mentors, goals, upcoming Olympics, and having fun. And here's Megan. Well, I'm Megan Jastrup. I'm 15 years old, and I race my bikes, <laughs> bike every weekend normally. And I just got back from Junior Road Nationals. From It was in Kentucky. And I raced the Junior Road Race, the Time Trial, and the Criterium. And then I jumped in the Pro Women's Criterium also. And it was really cool. It was in Louisville, Kentucky. The weather held out. It was supposed to rain all the days, basically, so... It was really nice. The weather was really hot, but it was it was made for beautiful days of racing. And I I will uh, reveal that you won everything. <laughs> yeah, I won the jun- all three junior races, and I got 18th in the pro field. That's great. That's really great. Yeah, it was fun. I'll have to admit that I I may act like an idiot um, during this interview because I'm so excited to talk to a young <laughs> a young really accomplished <laughs> women cyclist. So this is this is really great. Oh, thanks. How did you get started in in bike racing? How young were you and stuff like that? Um, My parents, my dad raced in college and remember he was um, younger. So he raced a lot. Whenever they got married, my mom started riding with him. So they always rode together. Whenever my brother and I were younger, they took TV away from us and put us out on skateboards, bikes, scooters, rollerblades, anything that was outside. So my brother and I always grew up on doing sports and activities outside. And then when we moved up to the high desert where we are now, we there's a BMX track literally seven minutes away from our house, and our neighbor did it, and we just went over and started trying BMX, and we fell in love with this just competing. And my dad, we always wanted to go and ride with him on the road, but my parents were a little afraid of the cars and the danger of that. So finally one time, I think I was, I was 11 at the time, and they... We rode, I rode my mom's old, old bike. It was like three sizes too big, but we got to go out and ride with my dad around the block. We started riding a little bit more and more. And then at the end of, it was 2013, it was at the end of 2013, I think, that we actually, my brother and I both got our own bikes. And the next day we went out and did a 64 mile ride. It was called, it was up here in Apple Valley. It was the tour of California or a tour of Apple Valley. And after that, we went down and did some group rides. And then in 2014, we started racing. There's um, my group that my dad used to ride with. They're like, oh, you should just come out. There's a local race here. And it was just like an hour and a half away from our house. So we went down and did that. And from there, like my brother and I placed really, really well in just a local race. And then my dad started teaching us how to like improving our skills, how to sprint, how to corner. And it just took off from like just the one local race and into something even like just amazing we just kept racing more and more and the first year we got into um several people were like oh you should go to nationals which were in wisconsin that year in 2014 so we went to wisconsin and 
it was just such a cool experience to go and travel from just like, just like, oh, we'll just race a few local races to traveling all the way to Wisconsin the first year for nationals. And then every year we've just raced more, um, more and more races. Well, and then some higher caliber races also. And it's just kind of taken off from just like, oh, we'll just do a few local races to race in the pro fields. That's cool. I, I bet the BMX made you pretty fearless in terms of uh, bike handling and stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, we actually used to do, uh, we actually still do it, but we used to ride um, motorcycles like dirt bikes. So oh, we no kind kidding. of got those skills, like those skills, I think, help out a lot <laughs> for fearlessness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the questions, I know that you're a really good sprinter. And one of the questions I have about that is, I know how how chaotic the sprints are. So how do you, in that chaos, how do you remain focused and um, keep out all the distractions? Well, that was like the main thing my dad taught me. He used to be, a, he, used, he was a sprinter also. So my brother and I, when we started, we he always taught us how to sprint. Like, if you can sprint, you can basically ride any race. You can always sprint to the breakaways. You can do anything. So we did sprint training all the time. So that's how I started. And whenever you're racing, it's kind of like after I raced so many races each weekend, I kind of got the feeling of where I need to be, how I should, what gear. I'm always in the wrong gear. My dad's always yelling at me, you're in the wrong gear. But you learn from after racing so many weekends in a row and just racing in the women's field, the juniors field, and just racing in, like I've raced a few men's races too. But you learn how to like stay calm after racing and like doing it so many times that you just kind of like it's your instincts. Does it feel chaotic to you, the sprints? Not normally. Maybe like the lead up to it, like the two laps of four, whenever you're trying to get in the right position. But like the sprints, if you're in the right position, you should be near the front. So <laughs> if you if you do that, if everything works out right, you'll it'll be safe and you'll be fine. But if it doesn't, then that, that's another problem. Right. But um, so how do you not get afraid? How do, how do you recommend that people get, not get afraid? Because that's a, well, a comment a lot, I hear a lot. Yeah, a lot of people are afraid of criteriums. And I'm like, oh, it's so much fun. And something like, but you're in tight quarters and going around corners. And there's, oh, there's a crash there. And oh, but like in Kentucky, I got taken out t- two times. I'm all skinned up right now. But it's once you learn how to, if you're safe, I know that other people, if you learn your skills, you know how to corner and you're not just tense up in the in the heat of the moment. I know other people can mess up and they can cause a crash, but if you love the sport enough, you'll get back up and get back in the race. But just knowing, trusting in your ability to ride your bike and don't make stupid moves and like don't cut corners, like ride the group. If you're going to attack, attack and don't cut everyone off. But most of the time it's safe. There's a few times where someone does a gutsy move and it doesn't work and uh, it hurts everyone else. Maybe not that person, they get away, but it might hurt some other people because it took other people out. But just trusting your skills and make sure you, like whenever you're riding your bike, don't be afraid to bump with the, in a group ride, get someone to teach you how to corner. And that's what I have. Like my dad, my brother, they are always bumping with me just so I feel confident. I I'm definitely feel comfortable riding the group and bumping with the, the pro women and everything like that. It's just to stay, hold my position and not get bumped around just because I'm a junior. Yeah, that's, that's so important. Do you feel mm-hmm. that you're an aggressive rider, that you take risks tactically and things like that? I wouldn't say I take, like, I don't, I don't want to cause myself any harm or anyone else harm. That's definitely, but like, I will like, 
because I've learned how to corner really well. So I'll go and attack into a corner and I know that I can take the corner at higher speed than in the group. So I can maybe get a gap just by cornering at a faster speed, but I won't, I won't like, I, I definitely don't want to blow out a race because I pedaled through a corner and I lost the national championship because I thought, oh, if I take this corner at like 0.5 a mile faster than everyone else, I'm going to win this race. <laughs> I don't take that. <laughs> right. Maybe if, maybe if I'm like at the Olympics or something, it's like, I can't <laughs> win unless I take this corner fast. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, I just, I just love the sport. It's so much fun. So it sounds like you like to compete. Yes, a lot. How come? Um, I just love the thrill of like, whenever you're going fast, even in like, if you mess up or if you're in the right position, like you just get this feeling of like, you did it. And it's just so wonderful to be out there and just like doing what you love, riding your bike, competing, just a great atmosphere all the way around. And I don't know, it's just so much fun. <laughs> and, and you like to travel also? Yeah, it's, well, we just, we drove to Kentucky, so it was 29 hour, hours of driving there and 29 hours of driving back. <laughs> I don't so much like the driving part, but like when you get there, it's just so much fun. Do you stop along the way and go for a bike ride? Yeah, we, well, that's kind of an interesting question. We we rode the day before we left, for leaving out to Kentucky, and then we kind of, we drove like 15 hours, I think, the first day, and then the next day we drove a little less and we went for a bike ride in the morning. So that was fun. And we got to like, I think we were in, where were we? I don't remember which, I think it was, I don't know where we stopped the first day. We stopped and we rode somewhere and then we drove all of Kentucky the next day. And then like whenever we were coming back last year from Kentucky also was in Kentucky, we stopped and rode in Colorado, like Vail Pass. And it was just, you get a stop and like, not just go to Kentucky where your nationals is, but you get a stop on the route and just ride some really cool places. You were talking about your dad being coaching you early on. Is he still your coach? Yes, <laughs> on the road. Yes, he is. He's great. <laughs> oh, well, that's that's good. And um, tell me a little bit about the sprint training that you guys, you said that you d used to do sprint training all the time. Yeah, whenever we started, we had this abandoned loads up by our house. And it's so it's all closed off. It's like, I think, 0.4 of a mile. So it's really short. It has four corners. And so that's another thing, sprinting and cornering to get to the position you want to be in is like the corner and you have to be confident in how you're riding and riding in a group. And I remember always just doing, we would normally ride for like a 30 minute crit at a hard pace and we'd just like pull each lap and we'd trade off. So it was my brother, my dad and I riding. And then afterwards, my dad would give us a lead out around the corner and there's this be this manhole cover and you'd sprint and then there would be like a place on the backside of it. You'd sprint all the way through. And we just do those lap after lap after lap. So we get the feeling of, so we get the feeling of like how to sprint when you're tired. Right, right. So you get that feeling of like you're reenacting like a race. So right. it really helps. <laughs> yeah, that sounds pretty smart. What other kind of training are you doing? Um, well, like all around, like there's some longer efforts. I haven't done too many of those because most of my races are shorter. But this year I'm getting into more of the pro women's field. So I have to go for longer distance. But Mostly shorter intervals, sprints, and then just riding your time trial bike. But recently, I've been riding a lot more on velodrome, the track racing. So that's really a good, like, you, that's a hard, hard workout at the velodrome. And then we do some fast group rides. There's one group ride on Wednesday that we go down to, and it's like an hour and a half from my house. But a lot of the local pros show up or high caliber riders, and it 
it hurts. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, uh, it's hard. <laughs> and you're doing that every week? Yeah, we normally go down. like So it's normally Monday's recovery day. Tuesday is normally we go down to the track. Wednesday's a group ride. Thursday, we'll be starting to go down to the track. Like now it's track nets. So now my focus from road went to track. So we'll be going down to the track normally three times a week. And but then like the other days, we're normally racing every weekend. So like the weekend, there's like you normally have a rest day before and a rest day after a race. And then in between, you have like three to four days of hard, hard, hard training. <laughs> The the person I spoke to just last week, the the most recent episode, she was she's a track coach and she was talking mm-hmm. about how she believes kids uh, should be doing a lot of different sports rather than specializing. Do you have thoughts about that? I have done several, several sports. I've done soccer, baseball. We've played basketball um, like in the front yard. We competed in um, like, let's say, track, cross country, swimming, diving, motorcycle riding, uh, snow skiing, um, tons of sports. And my brother and I, my goal were to like do every single sport by the time we were 18. That kind of changed. Definitely <laughs> kind of <laughs> but we've done, it definitely helps. Cause like when you're at a young age, it's, there's so much out there. And if you get, if you just find one sport and you're like, Oh, I just want to do this one sport. There might've been a sport that you were, you excelled at or you loved even more, but you never know. Cause you just stuck with one sport. And that's what, after we've tried, we've played so many sports, I think cycling is the one that we've just stuck with. Like I used to love to run track and track and cross country, track and field. And that was my, I loved it. But then I got into cycling and cycling is now what I love to do. It's like my passion. <laughs> so you're pretty stuck. You're stuck for good on cycling. Yes, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I read somewhere that you are on a junior team. What's it called? Mm-hmm. Swami's Junior Development Team. Swami's Junior Development. And that you're one of the only females on that team. Is that true? Yes. there's. I have, uh, I've only been on teams where it's guys for the last three years. But this year, they added two girls, Michaela McPherson and Mackenzie Steiner. And it's really nice to have those two because I've been racing with them ever since I started. And we're great friends. So it's really nice to have two girls that you know on the same team that you've been racing with for your whole career. And... Well, now you can start doing tactics with them. <laughs> yeah. Right now I've been racing more of the pro races and they're in a category three. So I don't get a race with them all the time. But when I do, it's fun. And what's the transition been like into the senior ranks? Well, it's really nice because there's a lot of the women who really support you. And whenever I, I think I started racing the women's races, like the lower women races in 2015. So my second year. And then the last year I raced, I think, basically all of my races were pro races last year and local pro races. And this year I've been racing all the pro stage races, pro local races. And it's really interesting because most of the races are much longer and like from 30 miles to 70 miles with a lot more, lot of climbing in them. Um, just like better caliber of riders. It's just changes everything. Has it been a hard transition? Um, no, because I went from juniors to lower, like the women's three, four races to local pro races and then up. So it was kind of, it's actually nice racing the higher caliber of pro races because the riders are all really well, like really good riders. So it's kind of safe. You could say like, it's Mm. not just, it's really safe riding. It's hard riding. It's 
it's really it really makes you a better rider quickly. Yeah. And that's what <laughs> it really has helped me this year. I think going into like going back to racing junior races, it's made me like, oh, I can do 30 miles after I've done 80 mile races. It's like, oh, I can go hard here up the climbs because I've had that feeling where I have to go hard the whole entire race. Right, right. And are you getting good support, you said, from the other riders? Do you have mentors? Um, yeah. Well, I don't have too many mentors, but there's a lot of women after I started racing the pro races that they're like, oh, do you need anything? I'll, I I was a junior too. I'll Whatever you need, just call me up. But the one one rider who's always been there from like whenever I first started my first year is Joy McCulloch. She has like helped me from the very beginning. We did this Mount Whitney's uh, stage race where it's just climbing and she was there. She's, she was coaching me through that. And then whenever I went into the pro races, she was there and like telling me what to do. And well, she was like bumping me around, around one race. And I was like, Oh, I don't want to bump with her. She's like been nice to me and stuff like that. And I was like, why was she bumping with me and everything? And she's like, well, you've got to hold your line. I don't care who it is. You're going to have to bump me. And she was just, she's just amazing. Oh, that's, that's really nice. Yeah. How, how is your climbing? Has that, has that been a tough tough go I mean most sprinters are not the best climbers <laughs> well it's I don't like climbing I will say that like I don't know I have all my junior races is have been like short little punchy climbs and that's what I like I like the shorter climbs where you can just power up them that's the sprinter but, climb yes yeah <laughs> yes exactly but like because all the junior races they're like 33 miles you don't train for like a 20 minute effort or a 30 minute effort up the long climbs that's what I've had to like, I've started to do a little bit more of that. So it's just, I don't know. I like, you just go up a climb and you turn around and come back down. I don't know. It's just not my style, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I need to start working on a little bit more of climbing. But it's yeah. not that I'm terrible at it. It's just that I, that's, I don't, where I live, there's no hills. Oh. Really. There's like, there's like a mile climb, I think, and that's it. <laughs> But there's no hills up where I live, so it's kind of a little bit of challenging to find a training place to train on the hills. Uh, do you have heroes in the Peloton? Women that you've looked up to for a long time? Well, like I like the pro riders. Like I always watch the recaps of all the pro races in Europe and everything. But um, I always want to like I'm like okay, whenever I get older and I race my pro race, I want to beat this person. But yes, I have. Whenever I first started, I'm like. Oh, a girl who beat me the first race. I'm like, oh, she's the state champion. I want to beat her. Oh, she's. Then I move up and I, like, oh, she's the national champion. I want to beat her. Then I beat her. And then like, there's these pro women. I'm like, oh, I want to beat them. <laughs> and then like the next year, like I'm beating them, and it's like, oh man, <laughs> like can I go for Europe now? <laughs> Is that the goal? Yeah, I want to race. I want to travel, like go over to Europe, see what it's like. Cause I know it's just different racing over there. Everyone's like, it's so much harder. Everyone's good over there. And like, I just want to go and experience it. Yeah, it seems very exciting now. When I was racing, not everybody went to Europe, but it seems like more and more people are, are traveling that distance to train and race. Mm -hmm. I know that, though, for the junior women, you, they, USA Cycling, they only take over 17 to 18-year-olds for juniors. Like, the guys get to go over at 15, but the women have to wait till they're 17. I know I can go over and, like, race on a team, maybe, like, not USA Cycling, but I, I'm just... Maybe my parents are like, oh, don't go yet. I don't want you to go. You're our baby. <laughs> <laughs> so next year I'm hoping to go over and see what it's like. That's great. Um, 
So you recently were on a team at Redlands. How was that? Uh, yes, I rode for the Amy D Foundation, and that was like my first experience of racing on a pro women's team. And it was just everyone was so amazing. It was it'll be an experience I'll never forget. They were so well supported. Like we had team mechanic. Um, we had Lisa Hunt as our uh, director sportive. We had um, short muddy legs. It's like they came out. They set up the tent. They brought the vans. They had the trainers out. Um, James Stanfield. He was our mechanic. He made sure our bikes were just perfect. It was like all the stuff that I would have to do myself, like cleaning my bike, setting up everything. My parents were there, like handing off water, getting the food ready and stuff. Everything was taken care of. And just the racing was, it was my first five-day stage race. And I just had a great time. It was super hot that a few days. But being on like a, it was a, we had six girls. So being on a team just for women, I've only been on the guys' teams. So it was really cool just to race with women, talk with them afterwards, have a little bit of team tactics, and just racing in that pro peloton. It, it was so amazing. Lisa said that you were you're quite good at tactics. <laughs> well, after you've raced so many crits, like local crits, you you got to learn how to do play tactics. <laughs> <laughs> what what, what yeah. do you what, do you like the tactics part? Yeah, I'm pretty I'm good at them, and I like being in positions, when to attack, like if the breakaway is going to stick, I can normally like play it out to when I want to bridge up to them or work with someone to bring it back. And I like, I like the races where there's lots of preens in them because then you can play with the attacking for the preens and attack and keep going maybe. And just everything plays into the finish, like the road races and everything. I'm not, I haven't done a lot of road races or time trials, so I'm not really good at planning out those but whenever it comes to crits or circuit races um i like the tactics and did did your dad coach you on that or has that been yeah yeah <laughs> okay he's, he's really good at that he'll tell me like oh i think this team is going to do this i think this person's going to do this and just knowing your com- competition also of who's in the race and what they're likely to do is where you can you can play your tactics around it so that was really nice with lisa she knew a lot of the teams and how they ride because I haven't had a lot of experience with the pro teams. Sure. So it was really nice to have her. She was telling us like which teams would probably go here and everything and what they're most likely to do. And it was really nice because like for the crit, I knew where I wanted to be and everything like each lap. And it just worked out that there was a solo breakaway off the front where um, United Healthcare, the main team in there chased it down. So their lead out train was, was no more at the end. (laughs) And I just was in the right position, so I won the field sprint in that. Yeah, that's pretty amazing for you, you to win that sprint. <laughs> that was that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was so happy. Yeah. And the the tactics in the pro field, it, are they different from the juniors, or is it just sort of a more extreme version of what's happening in the junior races? Well, it's different with all the teams, right. the team tactics, because I – like Amy D Foundation, it was just a composite rider, so we didn't have a, a lot of team tactics. We wanted to ride together, so it was easier to stay together in the race and everything, because it's nicer to ride with a teammate that you know, just for that. But, like, the difference in, like, junior races and pro races is just, like, the caliber of riders, I would say. And, like, in the junior races, I don't know. It's just different tactics, because the races are so short compared to the longer races. And, like, you have the girls, there's normally like five or seven girls who are like your competition. 
So it's really like the seven girls is like riding against each other instead of yourself riding against maybe 30 riders like that are all really good riders. Right. Did you adjust to working with a team? Yeah, it was nice. Like we didn't have we didn't have like a plan where we we're going to go out and give out give someone a lead out or anything. But like whenever we were in the race, we'd make sure everyone has water, make sure we all had food. We were talking. We would like we tried to send someone up the road on a breakaway a few times. But it was it was just a cool experience because like it wasn't like you're working for this person today. It was just like work together as a team. If someone needs something, go out and help them. And that's it. So it was really cool. Also, how did you adjust to the five days? Um, the first day was just a short time trial. So that didn't that wasn't that hard. But the next day was the really hard day for me. It was like an average of 100 degrees. So and it had I think it was 70 miles with 6,500 feet of climbing. So it was a lot of climbing for me because <laughs> like the last five miles, I think we gained 3000 feet. Wow. So that was tough for me. But like I like we did four circuits and then we climb up to Oak Glen and the four circuits, everything was fine. It was just hot. We make sure we had water and riding the pack. I, I like riding the pack. I'm comfortable riding the because I think we had 90 girls and it was fine. I felt comfortable and everything. Then whenever we got to the climb, it was like an hour climb, I think. And that's where my legs are like, I haven't trained a lot for an hour effort. That's where it was like, oh, geez, I still have a ways to go up this climb. <laughs> yeah, I was sort of wondering how your body handled, you know, like that, that's a difference, the more climbing, but also the more days is a difference and the longer races is, is a difference as well. It's different. Like after the day two, we had a circuit race and then the next day was the crit. So the crit day, we went out and we had coffee together. And then the last day was um, a sunset loop, which was 70 miles again with a lot of climbing in it. It was just a hard race. But it was like we had like the circuit race wasn't too hard. The crit day wasn't too hard. So you kind of get a rest in between. So you have like really hard day, two days of rest, I would say. And then the last day is really hard. So it's not terrible on my body. Like I, I'm really good at recovering because I've done a lot of crits back to back. I'll race like three crits on in one day. So I get the feeling of recovering. And the five days, it was just, I don't know. It was, it was really cool to like, oh, I get to race each day for five days straight. It's just, I get to go out and race my bike <laughs> for five days in a row. <laughs> but <laughs> Well, that's the attitude to have for sure. <laughs> yeah. Except climbing up the hill. I was like, an hour climb. Mm, let's go do a crit <laughs> instead. <laughs> uh, so let's see. So, so you're now going to be focusing on track for another month. Is that right? Yes, I, I raced at the end of this month. The end of this month. And so then, then what happens? Then I'm going to race with the Amy D Foundation again. I'm going up to race the Colorado Classic. And, and what events will you be doing at track? Because um, I'm 15, I can only do the 15, 16 Junior Omnium. So there's um, Pursuit, Sprints, 500, Scratch Points Race, and a Points Race. Um, that's all into one Omnium. And then I'll be doing Team Sprint, Team Pursuit, and then I'll be doing Madison with a friend. And are, do you have competition at these races now? Yeah, there's a there's like there's like I said, there's like a group of seven girls who are really good riders. And those are it's tough. Like on the track, I'm not I haven't really focused on the track that much. This year I focused a little bit more on it. But road has been my main focus. So the track is I go out and I have fun. 
and try my best. <laughs> right, right. And going forward, you know, in, in next year and years after that, are you going to specialize at any point in a certain discipline or do you feel the need to do that? Right now, I'm just trying to like everyone's saying don't get burned out. So it's hard to get burned out when you're doing road, track and mountain biking. So I have whenever I get I don't get tired of them, I shouldn't say. But like if I want to go out and do something different, I can go out and train on the track. And I do training on track, training on the track a lot. It's tough riding. And then on the mountain bike, I can just go out and maybe practice my skills a little bit on the mountain bike, go down some crazy descent or something. And the road is just like my main discipline. But track and mountain are just something fun to do on the side. But yeah. Are you going to change your preparation this coming year at all during over the winter, for example? Well, last year we started in the gym. That was the first year we actually went to the gym. And we just did like a little bit of like leg, like off the bike stuff, like maybe some box jumps, some of the weights for your legs. And then also I have like no strength in my arms. So I, <laughs> I, started, I had to start lifting some weights for my arms. But like throughout the season, I do um, like core, a little bit of off the bike and like that off the bike workout, but not tons. This off season, we normally don't ride the bike for at least a month. Oh, good. We're just off the bike. So you get to recover. You get to go eat some, eat crazy food, <laughs> go off your cycling diet. <laughs> and this year, I think like maybe start a little bit earlier. Cause last year we were sick for three months. We've been sick for like, we got started riding again. We got sick for the beginning of the year, got sick again. And so maybe just start a little bit earlier. So if we get sick when we first come back, we're going to get out of that sick phase before the season actually starts. <laughs> let, 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 let's hope that you don't get sick again. <laughs> yeah, it's been for the last two years. Though, oh, man. Like this trend. <laughs> Do you have any advice for girls that are wanting to get into cycling? Like, what's the first step? Well, like, go out if you have your parents who ride. Go out and just have a good time. Like, don't go out and say, oh, I want to race. Go out and enjoy being on your bike and being outside and riding with friends, family. Cause it's always nice to ride. If you have like a few friends, just go out and like go for, go ride to the park or something and do something else while you're there and ride back and just like, see if you really like being on your bikes. That's racing. You have to spend a lot of time training. Everything is like, don't be on your feet before a race. You got to eat healthy. So your body's happy <laughs> um, going out and like pushing your body to the limit. So it's really, it takes a lot, but if you're just going out to ride your bike and be healthy and you just, if you love it, you're, you're set. <laughs> That's like the junior, if you're a younger girl, I would just say, go out, have fun, meet up with some people. And whenever you get in a group, you can go and ask them, oh, what's the local race? Which race would you recommend for me where I am at? And there's a lot of junior races. And what's so nice about the women's field is that there's so few of us that everyone wants to support each other. And that's what's really nice about it. Everyone's like, oh, do you need help with this? Do you need me to do this for you? Or do you want some advice or anything? It's really nice. Like, I love talking to the younger ones because they'll they'll be like, oh, this happened, this happened. I'll tell, give them advice on what you could have done better in there. It's so nice because, like, whenever I moved up to the pro field, I know a lot of people are, like, giving me advice. And I would be like, oh, I messed up here. And they're like, oh, well, you could do this instead and fix fix what you messed up on. And that's what's nice about the younger ones is that they're willing to try anything, basically. So it's really nice. The junior women, just have fun with it. 
you, you seem to have a great balance of being incredibly serious about what you're doing, but also like incredibly enjoying what you're doing. Yes. <laughs> Some days like the workouts, they're like, oh, I got to go do those intervals today. Oh, I'm just going to sleep in a little bit longer. <laughs> but <laughs> I just love it because once you, whenever you get home from an interval workout or a hard workout, you're like, man, I pushed myself to the limit. Like I'm going to be that much better next time. And if you don't push yourself to the limit and you get back and you're like, oh man, if I lose that race by 0.1 of a second, like I should have did that one extra interval to get that 0.1 hundredth of a second back. So <laughs> yeah, it's, I like, I love riding. It's just so much fun to do. You get to travel, you get to ride your bike to like, whenever you're doing the long races, you get to ride your bike everywhere, but it's just so much fun. And plus the atmosphere when you're at the races, it's, Everyone is so nice. Everyone's supporting each other. It's just amazing. What was the best thing at Redlands, for example? Ooh, that's a tough question. I want to say, like, my how I rode, like, with getting a second and a ninth. But I don't know if that was the best thing. I think it was just me, like, racing with the pro teams that I looked up to, like, like United Healthcare, Bianchi, uh, Hagen's Berman, like all those teams, I always were like, man, those are the great, like the best teams in the United States. And, I'm like, and then being able to race alongside them, I think that was really cool. And then also like having the team support and like everyone is there, like just helping you, the six girls on the team. It's very luxurious, isn't it? Yeah. My parents, <laughs> my parents were there and they're like, do you need water? I'm like, no, they already got it. Do you need food? Do you need something? Like, no, we already got it. <laughs> You mentioned earlier about, uh, you called it the cycling diet. So what is the cycling diet? Well, I have really a really sensitive stomach. So anything um, that's greasy or anything that's not healthy, like let's say salad, carbohydrates, and protein. Like I normally do like carbohydrates before a race and protein. But like if I go off and go out to eat like a fast food restaurant, I don't do well at all. Like I'll be sick for a day or two. So I try and eat healthier, like salads, fruits, vegetables. I'm not the best at eating vegetables, but I'm trying. (laughs) (laughs) What's your favorite, uh, let's say breakfast. What's your favorite breakfast before a race? Right now I'm addicted to oatmeal, putting chocolate protein powder in it, and then putting some chocolate granola in there and mixing it all up. Wow. Yeah, that's like my favorite thing. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds pretty good. Do you avoid sugar? Yeah, we don't, we don't like the Gatorades and everything. I don't do well with drinking Gatorade because it's basically sugar and B vitamins. So my mom gets just B vitamins and we take the vitamins. Oh, okay. And so I stay away from the extra non-needed sugars. My, my guilty pleasure is ice cream. Like I'm addicted to it. (laughs) Well, me too. That's the only sugar. (laughs) So there's been a lot of discussion recently about the state of women's cycling you know, that it's not as not equal pay for men and the teams are not equal. Do you have any thoughts about that? Are you hoping that it gets better? Do you think it's better in in Europe? Do you have any thoughts? Well, like, there's a few local races where um, there's some law firms like Seth Davison. He gives out equal prize money. He'll give out tons of pre money, maybe $3,000 to the races, and it's equal payout to the men and women. And whenever there is that, there's probably 40 women who come out and race. And just at a local criterion. So it's really, I don't know, I wouldn't say like the men, I know they do a lot more. They are racing 23 days maybe. 
and they have a lot more distance. It's just in all sports, like the men are another caliber of riders. But I do hope that that maybe the women get more opportunities, like for more races and to show that, yes, we can do it, too. Like, I know we can't do like everything the men do, but like maybe get a few more five day races, get some 10 day races or something like that along the lines where we get some more exposure for even for like sponsors, because whenever you're out there racing on the women's like just a five day stage race, it's not the same as like a 23 day race. It's just not the same for like exposure also for private sponsors. I haven't, ha- I haven't had a lot of experience with that. I do hope there's more higher level level races for the women also alongside the men. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd love to see a tour de France race again. Yeah. That would, that'd be really cool. So we talked a little bit about some of your goals um, going forward. What specifically do you want to go over that again? Like, for the next five years or whatever, what are your, your goals? Well, I've been really like for the 2020 Olympics, I can only go for track riding cause I'll be 18. So, and then the, cause I, I have to be 19 to go to the Olympics for the road. So I'm focusing on like the track. I would love to go in 2020, but the next few years, next year I'll be 16. So I nationals, some bigger, maybe some like the tour of California. I'm hoping to do maybe if I get on a team, um, some of the like Redlands cascade, like Torgila, racing the bigger, the higher caliber of pro women's stage races in the United States, and maybe go over to Europe next year. But whenever I turn 17, I'm eligible to qualify for junior worlds. So like the 2019 and then 2020 is where I, I'm 17, 18. So I'm hoping to go to junior worlds. Maybe I can go for the Olympics for the track. Who knows? <laughs> but um, just racing and getting more experience. And also the thing that I'm trying to balance right now is 2020 is the Olympics. But that's also would be my first year of college. So I'm debating on, I've been really thinking about balancing my career of cycling with school. And I want to go to college. I want to get an education because like you said, there's not the same pay. Like you can't survive off of women's <laughs> cycling uh, paycheck. You just can't do it. So I'm focusing on balancing out school with cycling also. What do you want to study? Um, that's, that's a broad range. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm, I really like science and math, like physics, chemistry. But I'm also like leaning towards maybe doing something with sports, like the physical side of like medicines, um, like your how your body reacts and everything like that. Maybe like going to pre-med or anything, something like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Sciencing or pre-med. I don't know yet. Right. And how are you balancing school now with all the racing that you're doing? I'm homeschooled. I've been homeschooled all my life. So we're private school. My mom does everything. She's teacher for every single subject. But it's really nice because whenever we go down to the Velodrome, it's two hours there, two hours back. So I can go and do my homework on the way down and come home. And that's four hours of studying I can do. And it's really nice because like whenever we go for traveling, maybe let's say I have to go to a race like Colorado Classic and I'll be in school. I can do homework ahead of time and then so I can get ahead. I don't so much like playing catch up. I like to get it done ahead of time. So I'll maybe do one day of just like hit out all of my math for that week. Then writing, grammar, like everything, just like get everything done like in one week for two weeks of school. And it's really flexible like that. We don't have to like, my mom can give me my homework ahead of time. So it really, it's really nice right now with homeschooling. Yeah. It also means you can get out during the day. 
yes, like we can tailor our time, like when we want to train, if right. it's morning, during the day, or wanting to go to the velodrome because it's we have to leave like at twelve. So it's you get out and then going down for group rides or anything like that. It's really flexible. Are you considering getting onto a a team next year, or you would do composite teams for those races that you mentioned? I haven't decided yet. That's like that's another thing that I've been really thinking about. Like, do I stay on a junior development team and guest ride a whole bunch, or do I go on a women's team? Do I get on a women's pro team? What do I do? And that's a really hard question right now. <laughs> what are you thinking about all of those thoughts? Well, like, it's kind of, well, at, at my age right now, it's kind of hard to say, oh, I want to be on a pro team and then work for everyone else. But then again, that's just the experience of, like, of what actual racing is like. But, and then again, not all the races I wanted to go to, I don't think I can guest ride at all of them, like the Tour of California and all those bigger, higher up races. It's hard to guest ride at those races. Right. So staying on junior team, it might not be the right fit. But then again, I'm not sure yet. It just depends right now. Right. Have you been offered uh, a spot on a team? Yeah, I've got a few offers, not a ton, but I have got offers. And I'm sure I can get on a lot of the teams that I'm thinking about. But it's just right now, it's like, oh, I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> so hard. It's also a whole different schedule. You know, I, I would ex- mm-hmm. would think that you'd be expected to race sort of further away more often. Yeah, that's what I'm, it's a lot of traveling. That's what I looked at a lot of the schedules of the teams. And I'm like, ooh, that's a lot of traveling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, and also, like, I'm looking for a team that will help me get to, like, those goals, like, of racing at racing in Europe, racing at Junior Worlds. And that's what also I need. I don't sure. need just that's what I'm just thinking about what teams can help me get to my goals also. Right, especially since you're thinking about uh, Tokyo in 2020 for the track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So it just depends on, like, what the schedule is and what they're willing to, like, let me out and do. And also, like you said, is do I have to specialize in road right now? Do I have to specialize in track or what I want to do or mountain? So that's another thing is, like, letting me have some freedom to choose. And that's what's nice on a junior development team. They... They're like, just go out and race these, these, there's a few team races like nationals, go out and uh, wear our kits and and that's it. So it's really nice. Yeah, but it may not be uh, as exciting. What, like the junior races? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Now that you've touched touched the women's pro Redlands race. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't, this year I've only raced junior nationals in the junior field. I've only raced pro races. Oh, okay. yeah, I didn't even do states or anything like that. Oh, wait, I did do one state race. It was like 30 minutes from my house. So I did do the state junior women's road race. But I jumped in with the men also. And and do you have advisors that are going to help you make those decisions? How are you going to make those decisions? Yeah, um, from Redlands, the Amy D Foundation, Michael Engelman, he's been helping out a lot because he did a lot of the connections with the teams. And he's been helping out a lot. And then also there's some women riders who are like, Here's what you need to ask. Here's what you need to do. And it's really nice. Like I said, the women all want to support each other. And like a lot of the women I know, they were they raced when they were juniors. So they're like, here's what I messed up on. Here's what you should do. Um, don't make the same mistakes I did. So it's really nice. Like in the women's field, they're, it's a tight-knit group of women. So it's really nice. That's great. That's really great. Yeah. Well, we're, we're 
getting towards the end, is there anything that you want to say or tell anybody? Um, if you want to get into cycling, just have fun. Don't think of it as a job or anything. Just have fun and go out and ride your bike. And if you want to keep, if you want to get into racing, go out, try a local race. Don't be afraid though. If you're in a criterium, everyone's like, Oh, it's scary. You're in a group. You're going fast around corners and Oh, there's crashes here, crashes there. Just have fun and like learn from it and use it in your daily life. Like I know that whenever you race a crit and everything, you're learning how to be confident and like what you're doing. And it definitely helps on the race. If you're confident, you have like the skills you need and just go out and have fun and enjoy what you're doing in any sport, actually, just go out and have fun. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Megan, for taking the time to talk and good luck in the rest of the season at track. And of course, in making your decision, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I had a great time talking with you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. I know it's totally a pain, but please take a moment to rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. It really does help the podcast to reach more people and to get the word out about female athletes and women in sports. Just a reminder, Allie's Bar is still available for listeners at 50% off with free shipping using the promo code HERSPORTS. That means a box of 12 are only $14. And they taste great and aren't loaded with sugar. There's been a lot of chat about meal planning. I'm totally terrible at that and often find myself happily saved by an Allie's Bar. Also, check out the new layout of the Hear Her Sports website at hearhersports.com. It has a beautiful landing page featuring a design by Agnes Studio. It's easier to find the podcast you want and to listen directly from the site. Sign up for our newsletter and follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Hear Her Sports. See you in two weeks. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato and this is Pit Pass F1, a brand new podcast that'll take you closer to the action of the world's most prestigious motorsport. From Monaco to Miami and Australia to Azerbaijan, Pit Pass F1 is on the ground and has you covered. Esteemed F1 journalists Julianne Serasoli and Chris Medland will take you inside the sport every round. They'll keep you up to date with the latest news breaking in Formula One and the most influential views shaping the world of Grand Prix racing. Every Friday, we'll be bringing you a track guide and race preview, and Chris and Drew will be in your feed every morning from Saturday through to Monday to keep you up to date on all the day's action on and off the track. So if you want to be in the know on the latest in Formula One, subscribe wherever you get your favourite podcasts and visit us at evergreenpodcasts.com. Pit Pass F1, a brand new show for Evergreen Podcasts.